This podcast is Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. This is our podcast dedicated to all things Queen Sugar. I am Panama Jackson, joined by the homies, Janae, Shanice, Corey, and Jabri. We are here to talk about episode two, which is titled Mid-March 2020, which for everybody listening, uh, we're all in the midst of this panorama, this panini, this pandemic. So you can you can envision where we were back in March 2020. And that's where this episode kind of takes us. And it's interesting to watch it from that vantage point. Uh, so we're going to jump right into the show. I mean, we're excited to do it. we got a lot to talk about. I, uh, Panama Jackson, Panama Dontavious Jackson, uh, not of the Gary, Indiana Jacksons, is on, um, I'm on recap duty today. So we're going to hop right into it. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. The episode opens up with Corey's favorite couple of all time, uh, Ralph Angel and Darla, who are planning their wedding. And it looks like they're going to take their honeymoon to New York City so that Ralph Angel can catch one of them, them fancy shows, one of the fancy theaters. Darla loves this idea, and I do too, because I love them. Uh, the way they love on each other is definitely black love goals. Now, the black love from Ralph Angel and Darla is the exact opposite of the first time we see Councilwoman Charlie Bordelone in this episode. as She rolls up to the Beckington group with a, for a planned meeting with Parker Campbell, only to find that Parker has shaken the spot and rolled clean out. As you can imagine, Charlie is very nonplussed about this, and um, she lets the secretary said in the way that Mary J. Blige, her secretary, know to let Parker know that this plan with her time and her money is some substandard and unacceptable shit. She don't appreciate <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Charlie comes through with the thunder in the beginning. Uh, we do find out that Nova's about to go meet with Calvin's papa for his 85th birthday, and that means he's going to meet Calvin's mother and two of his kids. Charlie comes through with that exclusive advice and tells her to stay calm and be the queen that you are. Nova acts like this advice just saves her life. And it's basically every time a black woman bigs up another black woman. That's the standard issue. You know, they black women be hyping each other up, giving each other that real love. Uh, Hollywood and Prosper are getting a real spot together, which looks to be opening soon. Since Hollywood then hopped on Amazon about all the books with the words black and slavery in the title. <laughs> Uh, we find out that Prosper is stressed out over the Rona, though, as he's been paying attention to everything happening in Washington at this time. Uh, last year, in March 2020, that's when we first started hearing about the entrance into the United States. And Washington was a particularly rough spot. I need me a protect black women and prosper T-shirt, which is probably <laughs> both. It's probably like a double entendre if you think about it, like if you protect black women and prosper. But I really want to protect black women and prosper. Um, I just need one of them shirts. Uh, leveling up on the theme, and I think I wonder if you all noticed this on this theme of Blue being some sort of child prodigy. He's teaching his mama how to play chess, which I'm assuming she's allowing him to do to stop him from cooking. Uh, <laughs> we idea. find out that Darla is up for a promotion, and um, listen, compared to where she was last year, Darla might deserve the most improved player award. Uh, <laughs> she didn't leveled all the way up. She didn't went from basically on the verge of of taking herself out the game to. Being engaged and up for a promotion, 
I'm going to be paying attention to whether or not, like, the first episode we had Ralph Angel reading a book about, child, like, uh, gifted children. Now we got Blue playing chess and teaching the family how to play chess. I think there's something going on here with with uh, with, with, with Blue and his prodiginess. Interestingly, Charlie apparently has her ears to the street and has a cat named Tariq. Put some eyes on Parker at the airport. Uh, who knew that Charlie had people in low places? We're getting more info on Arona and it. Tariq, I'm not sure if that's Lord Tariq from Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, <laughs> but uh, you know his rap career kind of ended. Be. It could be right. It's possible. We don't know, but we don't know it's not him either. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. Mike invites his mama, daddy, and Kiki to his probate show, even though they have no idea. As you can imagine, that's probably going to go uh, left in some way, shape, or form. But the real fun of the episode is that Nova and Calvin show up to the birthday party, and we know from Jump it's about to be some nonsense. You know, but Calvin's mom is pleasant enough. But Chuck D told us a long time ago, you can't trust it. Calvin's grandpa looks like he sells lemonade and milk for a living, but and looks very surprised to see Nova. But because Nova didn't come empty-handed, she's rolling with some of the age to perfection scotch, and that calms sure. the tide for now. But, you know, you don't let grandpa get to drinking that scotch, and well, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens, because uh, racism knows no bounds. Uh, Calvin's daughter seems nice enough to Nova, and that was really sweet. I expected the daughter to hate her at... Um, but, you know, at this point, all is seeming well and right with the world at Grandpa's 85th birthday party. Since impending racism and knocking on the door in New Orleans, we head back to St. Joe's, where Charlie is helping Darla prepare for her job interview and giving her some of that necessary motivation. Uh, Darla, you got this, boo-boo. Hollywood and Ralph Angel debate the finer points of letting white folks up in the real spot to be continued. We'll see how that goes, uh, especially when, well, we'll see how that goes further in this episode. As that happens, Aunt Vi gives Hollywood some signage for the real spot, and they prepare to relive their first date. Uh, Charlie and Davis and Kiki show up to Micah's probate, and Charlie's having fun until she finds out Micah is a new man. Uh, she's very unhappy about this. Apparently, she doesn't think much of that particular frat. And we find out, interestingly, that Micah tried to get into Davis's frat, but they ain't want him. So that's interesting. Back to the potential racism. I'm not yeah, I, well, you know, I I am surprised because I mean that kind of that makes him a legacy of sort, but wow. we don't know why we don't know why they didn't want him, and it'd be it'd be curious to find out what what caused that, if anything in particular. Back to Nova at at um the perhaps the racist spot. Uh, Calvin's <laughs> ex wife shows up, and if we don't get like a cop wives reality show out of this, we are all losing out. Because Calvin's wife, Haley, lets Nova know that she's just the exotic flavor of the month since Calvin apparently has a thing for Fifty Shades of Brown and definitely enjoys a big button smile. Uh, <laughs> Calvin basically lets Haley know that Nova's the only woman he's ever loved, so she better leave him alone and get the hell on. That was a nod to, was that a profile song? I can't remember. Better leave me alone. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. The, um, that's, that's, some, that's some vintage black R&B right there. And it by is. vintage, I mean like the 90s. Interestingly, though, you know how you always wish you could say the perfect thing to twist a dagger and usually you think of it after you get home? Nope. Calvin landed that shit right there on the spot. <laughs> and he was like, listen, that's the only woman I have ever loved. You better believe that kind of thing. Leaves Haley. We got white tears on deck in Queen Sugar. I did a slow clap. Calvin landed that shit, boy. I, I got I to give it to him. It's terrible, but he landed it. Uh, but Nova didn't like finding out finding out that she was effectively potentially the flavor of the month kind of thing and wonders if Calvin has a fetish and seemingly believe that she was the only black woman he's ever been with. Uh, silly Nova. Who doesn't love a big button smile? There's a right. reason Poison is still a hit, but Calvin lets her know that he loves her. I mean, hell, he's even working on his list for her, so I think, he, you know, Nova's going to fall back off that and realize. 
Micah seems to be exhibiting some insecurity issues towards Kiki. We all know how this is going to end up. Kiki's going to, you know, she's going to hit that dusty trail and go go find her boo. What's her name? Darrell, whatever, from Tulane. Yeah. Whatever. That that that. I feel like their relationship is coming to an end soon. Back to the Rona. Darlene and Ra are heading to dinner where some news reports about the impending Rona come on the radio. And Ralph Angel's like, get that weak stuff out of here. He changes the channel. <laughs> he ain't want no parts of it that feels like the media is making it more than it is. Says it sounds like a bad cold. And to quote Patty LaBelle, if only you knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ralph changes the song to Nas's Ultra Black. And honestly, I, I can't say that I would expect Ralph Angel to be a Nas fan. Did, did that surprise y'all? It, it did. did. It did. Yeah, that... Yeah, that jumped out to me. I really didn't see him being an Oz fan. Um, we learned by looking at the world's largest font on Charlie's phone that everybody's starting to freak out about the Rona and trying to figure out the next courses of action, which is sad because it sounds like Darla's about to get ready to go lay down, uh, lay her interview game down quite flat. Uh, I hope they got some work from home capabilities at her new job. If she gets it, Hollywood and Vi get their first date on, which is cute. But mostly because Alexander O'Neill's If You Were Here Tonight is blasting in the background, a song yeah. that I love. That they must have on CD because that is shit is not available on streaming services anywhere. And trust me, I have looked. Um, it's not. No, it absolutely is not. You you can only get the remastered the re the 2020 version. Alexander O'Neill made a new version of that song, and it does not sound as awesome as the last one. Nova and Calvin make it through racism, but they ain't gonna make it through politics because Calvin might be a Trump supporter. How Nova missed that is beyond me. And uh, the envelope. Oh yeah, and let's let's put a pin in that because I think that's what's going to end up being like a major uh, a storyline in this in this show this With season. The Trump support apart? Yeah, or Calvin and Nova's relationship and how it falls apart because of the politics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not not that part, but just the 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 difference in their politics and how it impacts the way they view the world, especially with what's going on. Yeah, I can see that. And the episode ends with folks in St. Joe's reading about the Rona on the on the news uh, in newspapers, watching the news. Uh, Charlie's on the phone with Envi giving a hell of a speech where she lets Envi know she's going to need to shut down for a few weeks. And it clo- the episode closes with Envi putting up a sign where saying they're closed till April 1st, which, whew, I mean, I, I remember when we all thought it was a, a two-week thing. That was kind of, it was, it, was, it was a hell of a foreshadowing, but just knowing what we know now watching that, it was kind of amazing. Uh, and I just wanted to close out by saying protect Prosper because my man was reading the newspaper and he got real concerned all over again. And I just be, listen. I don't know if I can handle it. So that's the recap from this week's episode, uh, episode two of this season, uh, mid-March 2020. Uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to be here with the good, the bad, and the Rona on Bourbon and Border Loans. All right. Welcome back to Bourbon and Border Loans, and we are ready for the good, the bad, and the Rona. So I started off with what was probably Corey's favorite part of the episode. Uh, the episode started <laughs> out with... Oh, episode, no. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. I already the, know what you're about to say. The episode started out with this beautiful display of Black love in the kitchen. You see Darla, they, they're cooking, they're talking, and 
it's very clear that Ralph Angel just really adores Darla. And Darla, I mean, well, she's adorable. I mean, how could you not? But Darla also really just loves Ralph Angel. And I just love to see it. They just affirm each other back and forth. This is just really a true display of Black love. They're planning their wedding. They're so excited. They're talking about their honeymoon. I just thought it was really cute and country how they <laughs> their honeymoon destination was New York City. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people travel the world to come to New York City to, to go to see. What was country shows. was how he said it. It yeah. was the whole, it was kind of the, well, I ain't never oh, really watched city. the sunset before. Like, you know, <laughs> like, what's going, like, I would let, I ain't never been to New York, you know, <laughs> go see one of them fancy shows at a theater or something. I was like, so that, that was one, it was one of those moments. I was like, man, you kind of forget that like Ralph Angel really ain't done a ton. Yeah. But yeah. it was one of the it was one of the moments where I was like, man, my man really uh yeah. you know it's an endearing quality about yeah. him, you know, ha- yeah. to have that it was really reminder endearing. of how simple his life has been. You know, yes. it, it made me feel like a coastal elite though. You know, it's like, <laughs> man, he wanna go to New York City. It, it's just like that's some place he's seen on TV before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and thinking of New York City as unattainable or something that's like a fantasy for somebody. Yeah. Well, to be fair, so Corey I had so I had never been to New York until I graduated from college. My first time going to New York was in like after graduating from college, because when you live down south, like there's yes. no reason to make that trip. Like right. that's a really long way to go when you're from down south. You know? What yeah. I'm no, my first time going to New York was when I moved up here. Um, I had never been to New York until I moved up here, and I yeah, like as someone down south, like um, like it's kind of like a, a big deal, I guess, like going to New York. Like you see it all the time on TV. Uh, you know, you hear great things about it, but it's not like most people don't have a reason to go. Like we don't know anybody there. Um, we don't have friends or family there. So yeah, most people just don't go to much later in life from down there, I think. Yeah, that's an expensive trip. Like it never even came up. Like yeah. in my family, we never actually said the words, let's go to New York City. Right. Never once. We had school happened. field trips. Yeah, yeah, that's not the same. My Girl Scout troop went. We saw the Lion King on Broadway. You got to have some bread. Like you can't just be going there to just like. It also helps to go with somebody who's been there before because New York City is overwhelming. Overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. going there like as a whole family with kids. Oh my God. Like that's a, that experience is. That seems stressful. Like I can take all the the family and everything there now and wouldn't think twice about it. I'm so used to New York. It just is what it is. I, I get the rhythms and all that, but I can't imagine if. My parents had put us all on a plane and we'd all gone to New York. Like that would have been a mess. Like I just can't, you know. I can attest that it, it was the the four of <laughs> the four children, us and my parents, we went to New York to go see a Broadway show. And the memory that I have is it was the Lion King. The memory that I have is my mom, I guess coming down the steps in the theater, she fell down the steps. No. and like broke her heel and my my brother laughed that sounds traumatic <laughs> and my she was fine my brother laughed and my and then he got in trouble was, was she fine. ready to go home after that or not i mean we were getting ready to go home anyway but, oh, okay you know yeah it'd be like trip over let's, let's pack it <laughs> up right. but anyway. yeah i mean I'm, I'm with you jabri it's an endearing quality it was it was yeah. It was kind of a reminder of how far away, like Louisiana and and stuff like that is, because I'm I yeah. completely completely could relate to that. One hundred percent could relate to that idea of going to catch a show on Broadway. And and this is in no way like travel shaming. Like I, New York is a great city. It was just interesting that he he chose that as his um, honeymoon destination. So endearing, like you guys said. Um, 
Darla, let's focus on Darla for a minute. We talked about last episode how she's just looking really good. She looks happy. She looks, you know, we said she looked gainfully employed. She obviously has been working on herself and people are seeing her improvement. And it was also really nice to see Charlie kind of leaning in and taking on that big sister role and supporting her and um, sharing with her, you know, the the mindset shift that she needed to be able to um, be successful in the interview. So that was good to see. What, what did you think about that? Corey, what did you think? I hope she don't get to not. <laughs> so so let me let, let me start to so I wasn't mad at that whole little conversation thing at the table. Like I think it is, I mean, they clearly love each other and they're very supportive of one another. So, you know, in theory, I think that that is cool. Um, you know, Ooh. so I'm able to look at that separate from whether I think she's a good a good fit for a wife, you know what I'm saying? So their relationship. Is, is is I think it was is dope and the way they express their you know themselves to each other is cool. I don't mind that. Wow. So and are we um, rooting for Darla to get the no, job? No, 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 no. I just said <laughs> wow. I, I, I that does not mean that I think she's a good catch. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I said I said are we rooting for her to get the job? Oh, we're rooting for her to get the yes. job. Um, you know, yeah, I can't um root against black people getting a promotion, man. <laughs> that okay. I ain't I ain't there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crackhead or not, you oh know what I'm God. saying? I want you to get the job, you know what I'm saying? I'm um I'm, I'm not not really rooting for all people black but most of the black people um <laughs> <laughs> and you know so yeah i hope, hope she gets right. the job i'm i'm, I'm very shocked. low bar there <laughs> i'm shocked that's like the nicest thing that you had to say i am too i was going to see how long the positivity was going to keep going <laughs> i didn't know if i was pushing it with the root for the job but Corey, no. this is growth yeah growth you know, Charlie coached her up. You know, my boo Charlie uh, gave us some words of wisdom. You know, she was practicing in the mirror. Uh, you know, hopefully she gets it. We'll see. Good. I'm glad to hear that. But it was really good to see Darla hopping out there and, you know, really, what did she say? Uh, not letting fear uh, keep her from even trying. And so yeah. I think that that was, you know, really nice to see that she's stepping out of her comfort zone and, you know, really trying to, you know, enrich herself and 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 improve and and grow yeah she has support and i like that like she darla is at this point poised to make it because of all the support that she has she has real love she has the support of of people like charlie like everybody wants her to win she's on the path to winning whatever that looks like and it's nice to see that it's all finally like come full circle like the family really seems to be getting along darla for a while was on the outs but like everybody's really in her corner so that's nice to see Yep. Yeah, and everybody, like you said, being supportive, propping her up, telling her that she got this. Ralph Angel, like you got this. They'd be stupid not to hire you. Um, yeah, he's riding for her for real. The only, the only one who don't really respect her seemed to be Blue. You know, he's like, <laughs> your dumbass can't play chess. <laughs> you know, he but, did. Uh, like I said, he totally sunned her on the chessboard. That's pretty much did. what he said. But um, but yeah, but seriously though, everybody, that's what she's gonna need. She's gonna need that kind of support, and mm-hmm. it's cool to see her getting it. Go, Darla. Okay, so the real spot coming along. That's coming along smooth. Now, what I thought was interesting about the real spot, I, you know, I have I've seen mentions of like women's groups, like book clubs, and you know, organizations like places like the Wings to go and and be poured into and and talk to each other about politics and financial literacy and all those things. So the real spot seems to be shaping up to be a place that is like that. They have books and bookshelves full of books. And- <laughs> financial literacy now my question was is this a thing that you guys have experienced before like do they have like men's clubs like this or is that a is that a thing 
I thought it was nice. I thought it was cool. I don't think I've ever personally been to like an official men's club. I mean, I guess there are like things like a cigar bar or something, which is kind of like a meeting spot for men to- Do they have books? There are no books there. They have alcohol <laughs> and they have cigars, but they do not have books. I mean, you know, it's a unique concept. I guess the book club idea going with the um, the bar. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could talk about a good book over a couple of glasses of beer or something. Uh, hey, why not? He wants to educate brothers on financial literacy. Go for it. For the record, I'm mad at it. the book club that I do, we serve liquor. Oh. And wine at the book club. I have a book club, and we have white wine. I br- we have beer before. I mean, it's at a bookstore, so we tend to bring the stuff, but we have all that. I like the idea of the real spot. I think that what Hollywood wants it to be, it will not be immediately. Mm. Men struggle with that vulnerable, like open conversation early on. Like it, it can happen. Like a lot of that stuff tends to happen over time. Like you know, you just end up talking about something, and then. You kind of fall into deeper conversations, but it's going to take a little bit of feeling out. But I do think it's dope to kind of, to kind of have that idea, like a something that ain't a barbershop right. <laughs> where yeah. men can yeah. show up and just hang out and talk and hopefully, you know, learn to grow. I don't know how much of them books are going to get used or taken home. <sighs> I don't even know if you need to have words in those books. Them joints might as well be decoration, <laughs> but... It's good to know that if you need, if you're having some questions about financial literacy, that there will be a book there for your disposal so that you can become more financially literate. So I'd, I'd like that idea. Are you saying black men don't read books, Panama? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that when you come, out, when you come to a spot with liquor, just hang with the homies, you probably are going to go have the kind of conversations Hollywood was lamenting in the first place. Right. Remember, Hollywood was talking about, you know, you've been you run a bunch of dudes and nobody's really talking about anything real. That's kind of the impetus for the real spot. And I think that's what's going to happen at first. It will take a lot of time of the same kind of men coming back over and over again before that ice breaks or something happening. Like, you know, usually a lot of the conversations that we have that are more vulnerable or more deep in nature are because something happened and we really need help or counsel on something. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You know, otherwise we're just hanging out. But then, you know, somebody says, man, I'm, I'm going through something and I have a, I have a group of friends that I'm close enough and I trust enough that I can bring that to y'all. And I know that everybody has my best interest in heart and is going to be, you know, is going to be real with me about that type of stuff. But just a gathering space with a bunch of dudes I don't know. Now, I don't know how big St. Joe's is. So maybe everybody and their grandma knows each knows other and they all homies. But, you know, <laughs> I do think over time, though. The concept itself will bear out just because the same people coming back over and over again will just naturally fall into a rhythm of of sharing, I think. Mm. But he might have That's, to market this to a certain type of Negro because, you know, I feel whole the crowd on in the there. horizon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I sense the whole tepery <laughs> creeping through the door. It's going to be doing it and talking about all kinds of. going to be calling see. each other brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, you know what really burnt my biscuits about that this particular part of the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Why was Hollywood's able-bodied younger self sitting there standing in front of the bookcase and asked Prosper to carry that box of books <laughs> over there? I was like, why does he have Prosper hobbling over there with this box of books? And you are not doing anything, sir. 
First off, uh, Hollywood is supervising. Once you put your name on the spot, <laughs> then you don't carry the books no more. I'm supervising now. Uh, prosper, hither. <laughs> Not hither, though. Yeah, hither. I did notice that, too, though. I was like, why is this man lugging this box of books <laughs> across this room? That was unnecessary. But, uh, that's how you, you know. keep old people young. Put them to work. Please. <laughs> That's absolutely how you do it. He was wearing him out, though. Yeah, he was. Prosper looked stressed by the end of it. <laughs> Lunch time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so keeping it on the real spot in Hollywood, you know, Avi in Hollywood, they decided to recreate their first date, which I thought was really cute. Now, a couple of things I noticed. First of all, when Avi, the first time I saw Avi walk in there with that miniskirt on, I'm like, okay sis like this is what we're this this is what we giving like okay Child. i had missed it but then I, I caught him like oh this is what she wore on the first date but then the second thing was like i sat there and i tried to recall specific dialogue from my first date with my husband and i can't know a thing <laughs> they were like word for word like recreating the whole situation i'm like oh okay that's cute I feel yeah, like they no. do it every year, though. They must. They must do this they every year. To. They got. They got a script. They hand it out. They. They practice. Because <laughs> when I said, I was like, that must have been a hell of a first date. Because y'all are out here spitting the dialogue verbatim. Okay. He corrected her. Remember, Look he corrected what she said. <laughs> she ain't say no, Mister Mister Hollywood. She's he. She said, "Look here, Joker." I too was tickled by the uh, the denim skirt and the pink halter with the t- with the chain belt and tickled. the strawberry blonde wig and okay. I was like okay I'm by but then on, I didn't girl. realize they had been together that for long, 18 though. years yeah and I was like okay so I'm like I'm counting back 18 2002 I was in seventh grade okay don't do that I was a whole cougar out here but he might have I mean I don't know exactly how old Hollywood is supposed to be yeah, yeah he was married before he you know he's he's so the question becomes, where does his wife fit into that equation? Because he was married at some true. point. Ooh, like, that's he, true. He, he wasn't married. He wasn't married eighteen years ago. But didn't they get? Wasn't that it was like a separate? He stayed married to her for a minute. That's what it was. She has a problem. She had the illness. Yes. Yeah. And then, so they had been separated. I feel like yeah. maybe. For and everybody knows if your wife together. ill, you could cheat. Yeah. If your wife okay, ill, you could definitely get a shot. That's not what we're saying at all. So Absolutely. I will not endorse that statement. <laughs> that's not what happened at all. If your wife get a cold, you can get a side <laughs> chick. Any kind of illness you come down with, side chick mm-hmm. is perfectly acceptable. My jaw is on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, I enjoy Hollywood's Harold Penner suit. Oh, we yeah, the, the, the outfit. That seven, that seven. Yes, yeah. I was like, where can I get one of those? Now, what do you call that? A leisure suit? I, I didn't know what to call it. What, what's that called? <laughs> Is that a leisure suit? No, that not because uh, it was a. It was he was like short. Was it short? It was short. Yeah, the, it was like a linen. It was like a. It was like a linen that one piece linen suit that your uncle wear. My, yeah. My, my. It was a Tom Joyner cruise. That was a Tom Joyner yeah. special right there, He definitely boy. probably had some of them sandals that with the open... Uh, <laughs> the grill sandals. Oh, yeah. You know, you know Hollywood has several <laughs> pairs Wear. of open toe sandals. Yeah, he had some of them <laughs> on for certain with that outfit. Stop. Wow. <laughs> if he wore something like that when he met her, that that's not a young that's not a young mm. man outfit. That's not. a, I think I done made it in, I, I done black man made it in the South suit. <laughs> and, um... You know? All he needed was Jabri shades. Mm. <laughs> and or a bucket hat or something. A bucket hat. Okay, so to round off the good, we have some confirmations. Number one, we're confirming that Micah is indeed at Xavier. He had on some mm-hmm. Xavier school gear. And then we also confirmed that Kiki is indeed still in the picture. Mm-hmm. For now. 
for right. for now because Kiki, <laughs> you know, Kiki remains unbothered and focused on herself as she should, as, as a young lady should at her age. What and about she, the other confirmations about uh, Micah being lame? Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh. Nobody, well, yeah. We just want, I just wanted to confirm because yeah. we were talking about it last week that yeah. Micah is at Xavier and that Kiki is still around. And so that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. But yes, it's good. For now. For now. Now let's mosey on over to the bat. Parker. Apparently she and Charlie had a meeting that they were supposed to have um, and Parker didn't skip town. I, she's in New Parker York. Parker knows something. She's, Parker's in New York, apparently. She she walked away. Now, that poor receptionist, she did not deserve all of that that Charlie gave her. She, <laughs> she was there. She, she didn't deserve it. it. I was like, oh, she looked so she sad. She had to catch it. She well, I don't it. know now. If she if she's the one who handles the scheduling yeah. Yeah, she and called. you did not call me, I drove all the way over here. It could mm-hmm. be problematic once I get there. You don't wasting my time. Yeah, I'm busy. And and one of the main points was to pass it on to Parker. Make sure right. you tell mm-hmm. Parker that, that this I is said. unacceptable. <laughs> right, right. That it's I substandard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Parker right. knows something. She got out of town. I think she started getting the same until Charlie started getting and hit it before them airports started closing. But yeah. going to New York though, yeah, seems like the right? bad That's move. The <laughs> I don't think she wanted to get stuck in St. Joe. Mm. She's about to end up as one of the stats in Como's uh, fake reports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I mean, St. Joe isn't home base for her. So, I mean, if, if home is New York and she wanted, she would rather be home during Rona than in St. Joe during Rona. I could see I her guess. making that decision. She's about to go clean out the safes. Did we talk about Charlie's contacts at the airport? We, we were getting, <laughs> so... Tariq. That's, That's not even good. Is is that good? <laughs> it's always <laughs> good to have connected to the airport. Charlie's plugged in. That can only yeah, be a plus. She got her ear to the streets. Well, yeah, I was so I was getting to that, and and I was just wondering, <laughs> you know, like I I just didn't know that Charlie had, Charlie was a goon like that and just had informants <laughs> out here, you know, that she could just call and tell. She you know, has everywhere. Which is interesting. She don't seem like the type. So it, it no. does. Um, she she don't seem like a like. Like she got the one foot in the street kind of thing where she still got people here and there to, you know, kind of keep an eye out on things. I mean, but, telling her yeah. that she ain't had no carry on, nothing. I'm like, dang, they was like, you know, Charlie got PIs, lawyers, everybody on call. Like, this is not news. I wouldn't expect anything less. He was giving out the updates on the, on the Chinese virus and and, <laughs> and everything. I was like, man, this is what white people are afraid of, that we can keep yeah. information to ourselves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, th- that happens. So, so we'll move from Charlie to Micah. Micah, Micah, <sighs> Micah. What can I say? Um, Micah is definitely, definitely feeling himself. And I put that in the bag because I, I feel like it's going to get a little out of hand. I feel like he needs to reel it in. You know, from from even it, it just seems like he's not focused on what he should be focused on, which is school. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just get that motherly vibe. You know, he's walking down the hallway on the phone, just dapping people up. You know, and then the, the whole probate situation. There's so so many layers. First of all, <laughs> when I saw Davis bopping around bopping around the campus, I lost it. Like Davis is bopping around the campus, you know, like he belongs there. He just and Charlie, to be there. Charlie's not feeling it. And then you know, as as Micah introduces himself as Showtime, I'm confused because I was just wondering what about Micah this this thrust this pelvic thrusting that we're doing? Like, what, who are you? What, what are you? What are you doing? 
Ain't nothing Showtime about no damn Micah. Ain't nothing right. Showtime about Micah. Showtime I was maybe it's it. maybe Micah Showtime is Xavier. <laughs> we don't we don't know that. You know. Nah. Maybe it's ironic nickname. <laughs> Look, Mike. He's famous. That's true. Nineteen year old. Apparently, he's. You know, Xavier, he's probably the man. You know what I'm saying? He's forgetting that Micah is famous. Like, he has fans. You're you're right. He actually does. But, you know, the the pelvic thrusting even looked off. It was like, stop. But see, what what I found interesting about that was, uh, yes, I mean, that was, for one, it seemed really slow and unlike rhythmic. (laughs) Um, especially coming right after the homie Prophet, who was, you know, who was, who was like giving, giving everything he had to it. But what we learned in all this too was that not only was Davis in a fraternity, mm-hmm. that yeah. that fraternity didn't want Did Mike. Did not want him. Yeah, I wonder why that he's was. Lame. They like, look, we don't have your daddy here. Yeah, we're not accepting you. Your daddy was cool. You not. I I'll be interested if there was more to. I mean, I I don't know that we'll get any more out of that, but yeah. it was very curious to me. Micah is jealous. Very jealous. Micah's jealous. Um, and Kiki's she gone. Unbothered. She for the streets, man. She's not. For the she streets. is. She for the streets. She for the streets. Let well, it go, why? Dog. How? 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 Cause what was that boy's name? Um, I forgot Darrell. his name. She was talking. Darrell. Yeah. Oh, you mean Darrell? Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She knows about Darrell though. His daddy yeah, on the his daddy. She did have a lot of information. She, she got info. Yeah, they had a conversation before. Yes. He was like, yeah, "Oh, in Lafayette, exactly. huh?" But yeah. Mike, see, no, but Micah was doing too much because he was trying to quiz her up after he said, like, this is a friend of mine from Tulane. I know I'm from class. He like, oh, what class? I'm like, okay, you want you want me to spit some info? Okay, right, I will spit it that. all, sir. Let's do that. I know it all. Now what? Anything else? All right, Thank hey, you. next episode, Micah, gonna, he going to try to get with some girls on campus. He was already he feeling probably this is. Stuff. He probably will. He probably is. I, I can Kiki see that. She's going to be gone by, she got two more episodes probably and she so. out of here. Because he, he looked on that type of time. He doing yeah. too much. He looked she, over at her and saw her talking to that dude and then decided to start dancing with the girls. Like, and then wanted to know if she was mad. And she was like, no, actually, I'm not. She didn't care. Yeah, that she don't care when he leaves, though. She's not. He'll care when she leaves. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's, not that. she's not gonna care. Um, yeah, so that that whole probate, you know, I I really didn't, I'm not sure. Really no upgrade. He seemed lame too. Lame <laughs> we're, we're moving on from Darrell. I just want to know why Charlie had to be looking so why, like why why couldn't she at least look happy or proud? I, I don't know. What really got on my nerves about it is that she was amused and like really into it until she saw until that Micah him. was in the org. Like she's like, I can't believe Micah's missing it. She's smiling, cheese and clapping. And all of a sudden now Micah's in it and now she's sitting there looking like she wanna throw up. Stank. Well, like, oh, because no. you know everybody's entertained by ratchetness. You just don't want your people participating in it. You're like, ha, ah, this ratchet shit is fun as hell. And you're like, oh shit, Masa. I was thinking about how Charlie seemed real comfortable and, and like familiar. I'm like, where does where would Charlie have been? Where would she have been exposed to this type of thing? Like, it doesn't seem like she'd That's be involved true. in that type of HBCU black frat uh, <laughs> culture. Like. But she, she went to Duke. Cool with it. Did you see like there's a scene in there where she's standing yeah. in front of her degree and it's from Duke that. University. So she's mm-hmm. she went to a regular old college. They got they got AKAs and Kappas and all this stuff there. I mean, I'm surprised Charlie's not in a sorority, to be honest with you. She seemed yeah. like she would be. This ain't yeah, this ain't this ain't new to her entirely. Not in no I mean her Davis isn't a frat. So right. this is not something that's new to her. I did think that it was interesting that she seemed so put off by Mm-hmm. Micah being a part of that. And I, I try to give credit to her saying that she just thinks very lowly of that particular fraternity. So she was she was entertained by it, but she don't think much of them mm. in particular. Maybe she was mad that he just didn't let her know 
too. Yeah. You know, she Which gets really, possible. you know, that's she just, more like what it was. She was blindsided. Was both of them in the end, yeah. You know, she's so. used to them making decisions at least together, if not her telling him what to do. So yeah. even if you know he had decided to do it, she expected to at least get a heads up and to help him to decide which frat, even if even if he didn't go with her suggestion in the end, I think that she would have expected uh, it to be a conversation that he brought to her. Like, yeah. hey, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm either joining this one or this one. I don't know. You know, here are the pros and cons. And, you know, she wanted to do a little bit of parenting there, and she never got the opportunity. Yeah. You know, he's going to get the opportunity, boo. Because a new man, so that's that. Um, <laughs> all right. And you. What we came for, the birthday party. Now. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. racism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's let's go play by play. All right, the entry entering the party. Now, Calvin's mother seemed nice enough, but mm-hmm. you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we go start from the beginning, you can't even start there. When she walks in, there's a couple of cold shoulders. Yes, who walk yes. away from her yes. when she comes in. Yes, and don't. And, they don't even look right. at it. They don't even acknowledge her. You're right. That so that's the beginning. That, that was the tone setter. That happened. Yep. That's at the tone. And then it's like, there's this weird, and I, and I don't know what to call it, but it's like everyone who's ever worked with white women, like you get there. It's, it's like, you know how to read. I don't know how to read this energy that you're giving. Cause it's like, you're doing a lot right now. And it's like, why, why are you giving me so much? It's like, oh my gosh, you're like so overcompensatory. You're, and it's like, I'm not sure what, it, I'm not sure what to do with this. I think they try really hard to make it make you feel like I really do like you. I'm not racist. I black people. And in the end, it actually it it, it works in an opposite way. You're even more beautiful in person. Oh my goodness, well, girl, talk like, like ma'am, like <laughs> a simple hello. A, how are you? It's giving me. It. It's giving a lot. It's giving a lot. And she and she probably meant really well. I'm sure that she did. But it just always comes off like just relax, relax. Um, yeah. It's one of those cultural differences, right? Like, it's just like, we don't do all that. (laughs) If Calvin had walked in there with the white woman, would you have given her all of that? Or are you doing that to me because you're trying extra to make me feel comfortable because you know there's a reason for me not to be comfortable? Probably the latter. And I, but you you get, you sense, you get all of that. I get it. for sure. For sure. Stop. Yeah, that's one of those questions that we always got to ask ourselves, and that's one of the things about being about being black in the first that's place. So it's exhausting. Like, is this really racism? Like me? Or is this racism? Or is she racism in me? Like, what's happening right now? That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I always got to keep the head on a swivel. That was triggering for me. It was like, oh, this is like this is like your first day of work. Like, oh my gosh, look at your braids. Oh my gosh, you strained your hair. Oh, it's a beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn, bless. stop. Okay. Anyway, so moving on from that, that wasn't too bad. It was to be expected. You know, it could have been worse. And then we meet. Did we, did we meet the daughter first? Um, grandpa, then the daughter. Grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. So I expected Grandpa to react a lot worse than he did. He Me still too. He, he still I, gave I, her. I, I a, <laughs> he still gave her like a, a. He looked shocked and surprised, but mm-hmm. he was not rude. To, he was not rude. <laughs> I expected him to be rude. Well, she showed up with rude. liquor. Yeah. So that you know, she 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 beat him to the punch. Yeah, it's hard to call somebody a monkey after they give you a good bottle of scotch. <laughs> right. And I saw it on the tip of his tongue, and then he was just like, grateful for the He sky. looked over, he looked, it was like, <laughs> it's a good year, huh? So, you know. <laughs> and, like, as, as she's meeting Grandpa, like, you can see the people in the background, like, everybody's, like, staring mm-hmm. and wondering what's going on over there. It's very, very awkward energy. But I, I am glad that he was not um, rude to Nova. Mm. 
that was good to see. Um, I fully prepared him to cut up. I was, was prepared for him to cut up. I was yeah. prepared. It would have um, been, but if grandpa cuts up, then we don't get ex-wife cutting up. Because yeah. they leave if grandpa cuts up. Yeah. True. That's it, true. Yeah, right and maybe grandpa was going to cut up later. Maybe he didn't get the opportunity. No, grandpa probably. Go, so, right. Grandpa is going to cut up once he starts drinking that good liquor. <laughs> right. But he won't <laughs> get an opportunity to cut up because they will already have been gone because ex-wife cuts up. <laughs> yeah. Calvin's daughter was very nice. Um, She told Nova that she loved her necklace and she loved her dress. So, I mean, I guess she, she charmed enough. her. Simple enough. Yeah. The sun wasn't rocking. Not at all. I was looking over the daughter's shoulder when the mother was looking at Nova interact with uh, Calvin and his daughter, and she was giving the side eye too. And I was like, "Wow! So you just gave all of them them, them, them teeth and all of those compliments <laughs> just to still really not be with it." It's pleasantries. So, yeah. in a way, I actually that's probably more true. I kind of looked at that as the mother just being like, "How is this all gonna go?" Nervous, right? Yeah, it's already like a powder keg a little bit. I looked at it as her watching every one of these interactions because she knows they could all go. You know, she's just like, she doesn't know what's happening. Like, there's no control over it. It's just like this weird situation. So I didn't really look at it as her not caring. I own, like I said, for me, it was the fact that the ex-wife was even there because who else is going to invite her there? Or maybe she just showed up on her own. I don't know. Because I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like these ain't even like her people. Like this is Calvin's family. So y'all are divorced. So unless there was some. Well, if they, they want the grandkids to show up, then the wife got to show up. Right. Does she? Them kids no. are old enough to be by themselves with their with they grandma and their grandpa and all that stuff. Uh, she like... got to drop them off or you want, you going to make her leave? Yeah. Come back and pick them up. She got yeah. there later. She did not drop those kids off. Yeah, they were there and then she showed up. Yeah, she she made an entrance. She knew she knew that uh she she got the tea early on. She knew that Nova was gonna Somebody be there. Tipped her off, I think. She was talking to the mama. The mama called. Well, I'm gonna drop the kids off, and I was like, oh well, you know, it's probably for the best because you know Calvin's bringing over that new one. <laughs> that new one. Or maybe somebody called her when Nova got there. I think somebody else. I don't know if it was Mama because she didn't seem like she wanted the smoke even after even after Mom showed up. She's like quiet down, relax. I think somebody else might have tipped off uh, ex-wife because everybody else was giving her the giving over the evil eye. And they yeah. was, but you you probably right because everybody was waiting, like yeah. they was all kind of standing around like a schoolyard fight, like everybody was kind of <laughs> waiting to see because uh, you know ex-wife she went for it, she went for it, she yeah, she threw the haymakers. She, hey, no like she still took an L. No, she didn't. No, just I like think the, so. I think she won that. Uh, no, she didn't. I don't think she did. Hell she cried. Yeah. Yeah, she got left there standing there looking stupid, crying. If, if what was it all for? Was it worth it, Haley? <laughs> your feelings hurt. Calvin hit it with the the haymaker when he said she's the only one I ever loved. Like and everybody ever loved else, the only everybody. One. That was that was dumb <laughs> to me. Only. That was stupid. Yeah, to me. but she still kind of won because she she she's in Nova's head now, so that's a permanent win. But she don't know but that no, because Nova's they in kept the united front. She tried to knock Nova off her square and she thought it was going to like fall apart right there in front of her, but they walked out together and then she didn't want to sit in there by herself looking stupid. She didn't get the knockout that she was expecting to get, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think because she's permanently planted that seed in Nova's head and caused that doubt, she's going to get the, the, the win in the long run when Nova and Calvin break up because uh, Nova realized that Calvin just likes big booty black women. <laughs> so... Here's the thing, though. If they break up, it won't be because of that. 
Nah. It's going to be because of everything that happens in the world, right? Like, it's going to be because yeah. of that. So she's not going to, there's no win for the ex-wife. The, the ex-wife came. She took her best. Like, she showed up. She took her best shot. Mm. She called out. She called out Calvin. She basically told him that he has a fetish. She said to Nova that you're his fetish. You know, like, you're just like all the rest of them, blah, blah, blah. Like, she basically laid all that stuff out there. That was all she had. She put all her cards on the table. She really she did. Seemed, she she, she seemed to hand. She, she seemed had. to hand at like a lot of infidelity from Calvin, though. So I think that yeah. could uh, rear its head um, probably later. Well, Calvin right. was right. cheating That's on his part. wife with her. I mean, yeah, Nova. So it that. ain't like Nova's oblivious to the fact that Calvin's a cheater. But she didn't know that he was cheating serial. She thought she was exactly. special. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And that's why Fair. I, I, Fair. Think that, I think that Nova asked the wrong question where she was like, are you the only black woman that, or am I the only black woman that you've ever been with? Because probably not. Who cares? But at Nova the cares. end of the day, what I really want to know <laughs> is how many other people were you with? while you were you know with me because it wasn't just like you were cheating on your wife and I was just this love of your life and you just couldn't help yourself and we were destined to be together yada 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 are you a serial cheater my man like do you just like because there was nothing even when they had that little talk there was nothing to me that indicated that Calvin don't just like having sex with a lot of women like he he may he may truly love her she may be the love of his life all of that but Calvin might just be a cheater like serial cheater right and that's what i'm saying like if you're the other woman do you are you expecting that you are the only other woman is that a reasonable expectation that you're the only i think that could be a reasonable expectation you can definitely have only one side chick that's that can happen but you as a side chick you don't (laughs) i mean he made her feel special (laughs) he stayed overnight he he stayed overnight so like they they it seemed like they spent a considerable amount of time together she probably trust him well, she didn't have a reason to ask the question is my guess, right? Like she didn't have the reason to think that this was, she was, she was part of a lineup, no pun intended, of Calvin's ladies. Like she thought she was the only one and, you know, she was the only one he loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, so you found out she wasn't the only woman, but like, I don't understand where she was, how she was coming. Like, number one, is it common to disclose that you dated someone of the same like if if i'm dating a white guy do i need to know that that i'm not the only black person that you the black woman that you ever dated like is that something that, that we've talked about before like is that i feel like you could talk about that I well, why like, would why, I, where does that well come up? you wouldn't feel different if what you, would if be you a turn it was a like, fetish what would the answer be that would make you feel better which one you know what i mean like do you <laughs> want to be the only one or do you not want to be like it's it's pros and cons um, if you got like a some sort of type, like a like it's like some sort of fetish for you type of thing, then I don't think I want to be a part of that. I would want to skip that. So right, so which is which is my question? Like, if what the if the most important piece of info the wife provided was that Calvin has a specific type of woman he likes to cheat with, mm-hmm. and they all happen to look like you, <laughs> that mm. might be a point of conversation. Now, but then why it didn't work was that she also pointed out that she didn't fit the normal criteria. So. She actually is, you know, special, special still, right? <laughs> and I think right. the fetish framing even came in the language that Haley was using because she was really laid it on thick with the, oh, he likes the exotic girls and he the likes the darker the better and the butts that jut out. I'm like, who says <laughs> jut in regular conversation? That's yeah. like straight out of like racist 101. Like, girl. Uh-huh. So I can was see Was she in her Rich Live video? 
<laughs> Please. I can see why that <laughs> would cause you to clutch your pearls. Like, sir, do we need to have a discussion here? But again, to me, it wasn't the red flag. The red flag wasn't that Calvin had been with other Black women. It was the fact that it seems like he was out here laying it low and spreading it wide. And nothing to me <laughs> indicates that that behavior has changed. Right. I feel like that's the risk you take when you are sleeping with somebody's husband. You might not be the only one that he's cheating on his wife with. Yeah. If we're trying to establish if we're trying to establish a pattern, that's the pattern I'd be more concerned with. But see, like trying to establish a pattern, though, like I just it's just a no win. Like there's nothing to be gained out of that whatsoever, because if you want there to be a pattern, there's going to be a pattern there. Like that. So that's the one the one area that Corey's right about, like the Haley got in her head for a second at the very least, because now. Now Nova's questioning whether or not she actually is special, like whether or not Calvin actually cares about her or if she's just on the menu, so to speak. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody's here for a reason or a season. You know? Listen, that, right. that man is putting things on his list of how to be a better man for Nova. I think they're all right for now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Did y'all okay. think Calvin did a pretty good job? Uh, of what? Of being... Of being uh, of being supportive of Nova. I did. I can yeah. yeah. I, I think he, he did, did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He seemed like a consistent cat yeah. so far this season. He I picked just... the right spot to leave. Like he knew when it was time yeah. to go. Like you know what? This is not gonna this is going this is not gonna get any better. We are leaving now. Boom. He I I felt Her. good about Calvin, at least in his explanation. I think there's some more there. Definitely. No, no. no, there's plenty more there. I, I, I can see through Calvin. He, he don't. Yeah, some right. He almost agreed know. with Trump later in the show. I, I know his type. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be the problem. I see where this going. That's going to be the problem. And we'll get, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, Trump ain't all that bad. Unlikely story, Calvin. Of course he would say that. And on that note, let's slide on over to the Rona. So now the the Rona the Rona took a very big uh, portion of this episode. It just seemed like it was permeating every storyline um, that we, that we saw this week. Um, it's just it's still surreal to watch people go through the motions of discovering this virus and learning that it's in the states, and then learning that it's closer and then the shutdowns so, i mean you hear in the beginning of the episode ralph angel and darla are talking about their wedding like oh that's cute that's not happening so young so naive so naive <laughs> you know we we see prosper being worried because he's older like of course they you know in the beginning they made it seem like oh this is only going to affect you if you're mm-hmm. older or if you're you know if you have pre-existing conditions so prosper's super worried and everyone else is like oh no that's for old people that's not coming here like ralph angel's like oh that's not that's not coming over here we don't got to worry about that it's just seeing everybody just like be so nonchalant about it they didn't call it the chinese virus they didn't call it the italian virus and it just it just escalated so quickly like from it's in seattle to we got to close down vise fries pies and diner yeah for two weeks and the two weeks was very very cute Two, yeah. that's cute two weeks it, it escalated very quickly and it, it, watching that is just crazy because that's how it exactly that is how, how it, it happened. happened it's like wow yeah, and yeah, like you said, just watching everybody make their plan. Like my chest was getting tight. <laughs> it's just like, oh, y'all have no idea. None of this is about to happen. Oh, you're honeymooning in New York. Oh, oh God bless you, now. And <laughs> even like you said, with the two weeks, it was. I remember how how wild even that felt when we thought it was like 
things were going to shut down for just that two weeks, Mm -hmm. not even knowing that, again, what is this? We're almost at a year at this point. And I mean, again, watching people be skeptical, particularly Ralph Angel, I think he was, he kind of represents how a lot of people were thinking about it at first, like, oh, this ain't a big deal. I ain't trying to hear about that. Ah, the media trying to hype stuff up. Ah, it's just the cold. Ah, black people can't get, he ain't say that, but that's what people were saying. Yeah, we can't he, he get it. Remember when black it. people didn't have it? Remember he when the first black person got it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as we know now, the reason, and as it usually goes, it's not that black people can't get it or, you know, it's not going to hit your town but we're probably going to be the less likely to have access to testing so we're going to find out late and once we do get it it's going to run through our community and and mess us up and that's exactly it's making me scared because i feel like rona is about to come down really really hard on saint joe yeah this snapshot of time you know mid-march like so much was happening like the the trickle in of information yep it's in china it's in italy uh, you, uh, some people are suggesting masks. Some people are saying mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You know, Charlie's little speech, you know, where she laid it out. Like some people are saying this, some people are saying that. And, you know, some of the stuff I haven't heard in a long time, cause it's been debunked. Mm-hmm. Right. But remember mm-hmm. exactly. back in March, yep. oh back God. in March, this was legit information that we yeah. were, that we were using to make decisions. Yeah. You know, we were trying to decide when and where and how we were going out. And we were using this bad information. That I mean, mm-hmm. not bad because I, I think everybody was doing the best they could at the time, mostly. Mm-hmm. Some of us, yeah. Some, <laughs> some of us, most of us, I think. But it's just a crazy period of time. That March twenty twenty was just like, what is about to happen? And like you yeah, guys no said, clue. all all the long term plans, forget about it. Yeah. Right. And what was interesting is because I went through this was when Charlie's homie at the airport, Tariq was talking about how slow the airport got. And mm-hmm. I remember not taking a flight in March of last year and deciding to drive down to Atlanta because I didn't want to get on a plane because of the Rona. And mm-hmm. I remember the conversations thinking that black people don't get it. Like we, our bodies mm-hmm. ain't going to catch, our bodies are not built for the Rona. We are good. <sighs> I remember, I remember actually having a real conversation with somebody about that. And I was like, yeah. that just don't sound scientifically right. <laughs> like, like I, can't, I can't really dispute this, but that just does not sound scientifically sound. One thing I will say is, dude, Prosper be hitting me in my heart, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's not going to make it. I am so afraid of something happening to Prosper. Like, if you remember even in last season, like when when the house got taken away, right, and how vulnerable and everything he felt, Mm -hmm. like that episode really hit me hard. Like kind of watching our parents and people like our our elders, like genuinely going through hard times Mm -hmm. that they can't. That I'm just not aware of yet because I ain't there. Watching Prosper genuinely be concerned about the Rona coming and taking him out because mm-hmm. he's an older person got me. As soon as I watched that, I was just like, and then even him in Hollywood talking Hollywood, you know, you the, the Rona gonna have to go through me, you, me and, and everybody else to get to you. And I'm like, that's probably works. how it's gonna happen, bro. It's gonna yeah. come oh, through no. people who not thinking they they're, they're not really thinking about the impact of. Mm-hmm. of this of how their actions impact somebody else 
And I'm so afraid. Like, I am genuinely. You know how, Corey, you, you always joke that that you were going to stop watching the show because of Ralph Angel and Darla. <laughs> I would listen. Yeah. I ain't going to quit watching the show, but, man, if something happened to my dog, Prosper, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. That's, that I is going to hurt me. I feel like me. that's going to happen. Dog, Darla then, mentioned it at the end in the in, yeah. the in the truck ride. She was like, oh, what if something happened to Prosper? I was like, yeah, they, he going to be the first one to go. Prosper lives alone. Like, so when stuff goes on lockdown, you know, the loneliness will set in. Like, are, is he going to have what he needs? I don't know. It's It's just, it's stressing me out. And then it was interesting, too, when they were watching the news, it was the first time I think they've always kind of like referred to the administration, air quotes, but it was the first time, at least that I had heard them say Trump by name. Yeah. Um, And I was like, you know what, drag him. I support because he sure don't know nothing. And it was interesting how Calvin would be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, you know, he's the president. He can't be you know making all this up and i'm like he absolutely can't absolutely, be making yeah. all of this up <laughs> as he has like that's as a matter of fact that's actually what he's doing mm-hmm. and and i mean just that trust that some people had the luxury and the privilege to want to have in these institutions that they would really have your best interest at heart that they would really be giving you sound guidance and they wouldn't tell you anything to put you in harm's way. And in reality, what we know now is that the federal government really gave us nothing, like they, especially at the beginning, especially at the beginning. And it was really on these local municipalities and, t- and towns to make the decisions that they thought were best because there wasn't any real national leadership. And I mean, I think that's why you see Charlie just kind of taking, you know, taking it by the reins and, and doing it herself because they not about to get nothing from the government. And I wonder what that's going to look like. Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying, please put a bubble around prosper. I can't, my heart can't handle it. My heart can't take it. Cause we haven't really had a death on this show. Have we? Not that's since like, Ernest. Yeah. Not a, like a, a major character. Yeah, no, I, don't think so. I just, I, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> Some, it's coming. I don't um, know who. Um, I mean, he um, might be all right. I mean, I feel like they all live on a farm so they can grow their own food so they ain't got to go nowhere. Um, Wait a minute. <laughs> shit. So that's a plus. We gonna eat sugar cane? <laughs> they all know how to grow their own food so they can just go out in the back and eat. Yeah, you can just sit at home and chill. They're going to be good. But like, what does that mean for harvest though? Like, if, if, if oh, things no, are no shut harvest. down, you socially, <laughs> did, right? You ain't about to be harvesting nothing. People about to be at the crib. Yeah, it's just know. really weird to, to see. be at the crib in farming communities. How does that work exactly? I mean, that might sound like an ignorant question, but I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, because who who was going to bring it to St. Joe? Who brought it anywhere? Yeah, I mean, look, listen. Well, I I, I mentioned I think on the last episode how I went to Chambers County. I went to a, a birthday party yeah, for my cousin in Chambers County, Alabama. The same day I went to a funeral in Atlanta. And it turns out, finding out retrospect, that somebody got COVID at that funeral. <laughs> and then I go to Alabama to a birthday party. Now, I didn't either. I'm, I'm assuming I didn't have nothing. I wasn't sick. I never felt sick or anything like that. But, you know, people stopping through random places. And it turns out or, this yeah, one county got, ends up being the most like hard hit. Kiki and, and Micah roaming around New Orleans, uh, which is going to get plenty of tourists from all over the world so they could easily bring that back to st joe's yeah. with them or students at college down. coming back home yeah so yeah it could, it could get there quickly yeah it's just really strange to see something that you're still dealing with yeah play out like, like play that. out like it's 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 like a time capsule really interesting 
Yeah. And it's especially summer because I think it was today, like we hit like 500,000 deaths from yep. Corona. Oof. And it's, it was, that's kind of wild again, just trying to thinking back to when this first started and, and what your perception of, of what it was going to be then. And, and now knowing what actually happened is really crazy. Yeah, and, you know, and we still here. Amen. So hopefully, you know, it doesn't ravage through St. Joe. Hopefully Prosper is spare. I'm going to claim it. (laughs) I'm claiming it. Prosper (laughs) is going to We got to touch and agree on that. Touch and agree. And, you know, that, did anybody else have anything they wanted to add? That was it for for me, what I had for the good, the bad, the Rona. That was the show, right? That's the the show? Okay. (laughs) That was the good, the bad, and the Rona on Bourbon and Borderlands. All right. Alright everybody, welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are back with our addictions, aka our advice and our predictions for the folks in St. Joe's. There is a lot of stuff brewing and Miss Rona is literally breathing down everybody's necks. So does anybody have any additional thoughts of what we feel like is on the horizon? Anybody want to go first? Ralph Angel and Darla better go to the court house <laughs> now, immediately. Just go take care of it yeah. right now. My advice is go ahead and knock out knock out those nuptials. You can have a big old farm cookout later. Uh, my prediction though is that well, I guess it ain't too much of a prediction. You know how this is gonna go. Aunt Vi's prize pies and mm. is mm-hmm. it Aunt Vi's PPP and D or something like that. Yeah, Boy, prize weeks, pies and diners. Two P-P-N-D. weeks is so cute. That's so cute. That's so cute. You ain't opening back up. <laughs> it ain't never mm-hmm. opening back up. Oh, April 1st. Oh, no. Oh. It ain't. She going to get it. I'm not quite ready for never. No, they're going to they do takeouts. That's what they, she going to get a love. <laughs> no, they're going to, you going to be able to order your pie and go pick it up at the front door. What do you mean? Eventually. DoorDash. I mean, she ain't. She, you can curbside pies. So, so here's what happened. In two weeks, she'll go back into the store and start taking phone calls because I don't imagine there's a website for Envi's Prize Pies and Prize Pies and Diner. Whatever There's definitely so. a website. That's racist. That <laughs> they, they, they definitely have a website. You saying it's on Uber Eats and, do, and DoorDash? <laughs> I think it DoorDash. is. It's on, it's on DoorDash. I don't know, man. Sometimes St. Joe's be seeming like it don't have all the stuff. The other time St. Joe's is... I mean, in last week's episode, they're clearly near the airport. I saw the plane take off right behind Charlie when she was um, giving her speech. <laughs> so they, they real close to New Orleans. Mm. Anyway, yeah. that's my my prediction is is Aunt Vi's don't ever open back up again. Poor so. the real spot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. All right, who next? I'm predicting that uh, Mike and Kiki gonna break up real soon because uh, Michael gonna walk in on Kiki doing it with somebody else in her dorm room. What? Is that? And, and he gonna cry. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any uh, advice and, or just just a prediction? And the dude gonna be a PE major. PE. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Got to be like some dude. PE is in physical and, education. Yeah, and okay, and he gonna, yeah. That's my prediction. Uh, advice to Micah. <laughs> Stay distracted, oh bro. <laughs> Forget them books, man. <laughs> the five majorettes that was walking along there, pursue one of them. <laughs> Go for it. That's all my right. advice. Well, Corey is That's clearly just here for the chaos. <laughs> okay. Well, um, our shenanigans. Corey. They ain't having enough shenanigans this week. I get upset when they not enough shenanigans in the store. Yeah. I wanted after the um 
after Haley told um, Nova off, I wanted the ground. Yeah, I wanted the grandpa to come back in and cuss her out and then get racist. I want. I'm here for all the foolishness. Like they, they could. They, they didn't have enough foolishness for me. Anyway, y'all go ahead. Though. Thank you, Corey. I'm gonna come in and say that my advice to Micah is the opposite. Micah, reel it in. Reel it in. Get yourself together. You're doing a lot. Stop being jealous. Get yourself together. Focus on what you need to focus on. And relax stop trying to be the cool guy stop trying i don't know what this showtime persona is i don't like it okay i don't like it michael is a photography major school is going to be a breeze for him okay well focus focus Focus. all you can do is take pictures he gotta pass english and college algebra first yeah i don't like it i don't like it and i don't think kiki likes it either okay i don't i don't like it my prediction i i don't think that the diner is is not going to open back up, but I do think that the real spot is not is not going to get a chance to yeah, open. It's gonna be I think that he's going to have to let that go. Spend That's all that money on fire. Never going to see the light of day. I agree, yeah. Shawnees. Jabri, you ready? I've been racking my brain for another prediction because my prediction was exactly that that Vise Prize Pies and Diner stays <laughs> closed. Uh, I wasn't going to say forever. <laughs> not quite as pessimistic as Panama, but. Uh, they're not opening anytime soon and i didn't have one so that's my prediction <laughs> uh, but my advice and i want to see how many weeks in a row i want to see how many weeks in a row i can give this advice to somebody and this advice is listen to charlie and this advice <laughs> is for micah like micah you know you bristle that you know your mom wanting to uh, be involved in your decisions you know he said i'm damn near 20 years old you know uh, and that's a real in-between time. Like you, you feel like an adult, you're an adult's body, but you don't have adult wisdom. And not that you have to do whatever your mom says at that age, but it's nothing wrong with involving some people who might know more about it than you. So he needs to slow down with trying to make all the decisions for himself and keep them to himself. Granted, when you're 20, you are responsible for yourself. So in the end, he needs to, you know, he needs to understand that the things that he chooses are his own and he'll be responsible for them. But there's nothing wrong with keeping somebody like Charlie in the loop who's going to have his best interest at heart and might know more about it than he does. She knows the reputations of the frats, et cetera, you know, some things that she was that she was adding that I kind of doubt Micah really considered. So my advice is for Micah, slow down, listen to Charlie. It's not about being a mama's boy. It's just about using the, the tools at your disposal. And mom's wisdom is one of your tools, is one of your tools that you still have. That is more than fair, Jabri. And I actually, I I agree with your advice. Unfortunately, I feel like Micah, I feel like we're going to see more of this headbutting between yes. him and Charlie. Like, I yes. don't think we've, we've, we've seen nearly the half of no. it at this point, but I think that's very good advice. Um, I also have some advice for Nova. Girl, you need to start asking the right questions. I'm just waiting for them to have a reckoning in the house when they when when everything shuts down and they got to be all quarantined in there by themselves. They gonna really get to the bottom of it. So I think Nova, <laughs> Nova gonna have some more questions in a minute. Nothing but space and opportunity. Okay, L- literally nothing <laughs> but space and opportunity. Um, also. I wonder whatever happened with Charlie's clinic that she had with Romero that was servicing all the undocumented folks in St. Joe, because I feel like 
that's going to really, that would be really important <laughs> in the coming time uh, with Rona on the horizon. And so just thinking about what we know about how Rona uh, disproportionately impacted Black people, Hispanic people, really communities of color with, with negative COVID outcomes, I think that clinic might be really important. So my advice to Charlie is to really start mobilizing all the different factions of St. Joe, not just among the farmers, but really trying to get everybody, all the different communities on board um, with all of the, the precautions and, and, and everything in St. Joe. And, and if the clinic is, is shut down or if it's still being run, maybe her and Romero need to you know, combine their powers for good to really make sure people can, can stay safe and the appropriate messaging is reaching the right people in a timely fashion. So, um, yeah, that's that's my advice and, and predictions. Can I amend my uh, prediction right quick? Sure. Because I, I forgot one major factor. So I do agree that you guys are probably right that Aunt Vi's spot will not be closed forever because Aunt Vi and Hollywood are rich. That's um, true. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood is going to go through that money. Well, they, they can withstand. I mean, they he's out here building a whole spot for dudes to come hang out and read financial literacy books. They got money and they got time. Uh, he spent a lot of money last season. I told y'all when he got that money, he was gonna blow through it. That was one of my predictions. I remember a while back. He, well, his money gonna run out eventually. Well, they Shit. haven't. They haven't talked money once yet. That's true. The, the wedding cost a lot of money. Aunt Vibes will probably open back up because it can close down and it don't really affect their pockets and bottom line. So yes. And so with um, by, with with the diner closed and Hollywood ain't got no job, like literally the, the only thing that they have to keep everything right. running is whatever money Hollywood has left. And I mean, to the extent that they don't have any money coming in, I don't know how long or how much of that money they have left and how long that lasts them. I guess we shall see. Well, all right. That wraps up our evictions. I think we are ready to move on to the shot of bourbon for the week. Um, for those who don't know, we give a shot of bourbon to who we think had the best week, the best episode. And so, I don't know. I'm going to just go. <laughs> I don't know if anybody had a particularly good week, uh, but either. I'm going to give a shot to Charlie just because she's the only one that seems solutions oriented at this point. <laughs> she's the one with the entails. She's the one, you know, trying to try to keep everybody in the loop. And so, I mean, at this point, she, she definitely seems to be the one that's the most stressed, but I mean, per usual, she's putting the team on her back. So, I mean, I got to acknowledge those contributions. So I'm going to give my shot to, shot to Charlie, but I don't know if anybody had a, an especially good week. I'm going to give my shot to uh, Kiki, even though she's a freshman okay. and she's like probably that. not old enough to drink yet. Uh, I'm going to give her my shot anyway, because, you know, I like that she came to Micah's little probate thing and 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 didn't even pay that fool no mind. It was over here talking. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even watch. Just the whole she ain't got time for this loser, and I'm with her on that. Um, so she and I both don't have time for that loser. So for that, she gives my shot. That's a great week for her my shot i like that actually okay <laughs> actually Corey for kiki shanice you for kiki too um no i'm not for kiki but i i, I can agree I, I you know especially at that age go and do your thing kiki don't worry about yeah him. My, just yeah anyway she but might I'm, have I'm, watched if she knew what she needed to be watching for he looked like he didn't tell nobody <laughs> very strange behavior yeah yeah no yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give my shots to charlie um because I feel like, like you said, Janae, there, there wasn't anybody else that had a really particularly good week. Um, 
you know, kudos to her for being on top of it, for thinking ahead, for, um, you know, giving that receptionist a piece of her mind <laughs> to pass along to Parker. I mean. Okay. So we got two for Charlie, one for Kiki. Uh, so my shot, it surprised me. When I, <laughs> I when I sat down and thought about the episode, it kind of came out of nowhere. I realized that the shot this week, for me, it was for Nova. Interesting. I feel like in a way, part of it is to encourage Nova. Like, like, because I think this is the beginning. This can be the beginning of the journey of Trash Nova. The redemption to, story. Exactly. This is the beginning <laughs> of her redemption arc. Hopefully. <laughs> this is the ballad of Trash Nova. And <laughs> now <laughs> she gets to face. She faced the woman whose home she wrecked. She stood there. She was insulted. But she left with her dignity. They left, you know, um, together. Uh, she had a conversation with Calvin. Uh, she gave him some real hard energy. But they came through the other side. You know, she confronted him about the things that were concerning her. And he listened and, and treated her with respect. And I, I feel like Nova, Nova, in the past, she would have made it worse. This would have <laughs> blown up and her and, her and Calvin would have been finished. I but thought she was going to hit Haley. <laughs> I thought it she told her to watch herself it seemed like it was on the table she yeah. told her to watch herself she did tell her to watch herself and you know what comes next when you don't watch yourself okay <laughs> but uh, my shot is for Nova Nova keep on this journey don't let it discourage you it's going to be more tough conversations I mean she still got to deal with the fact that she damn near killed Darla but you know my, my. Th- this can be part of that journey so my shot is for Nova she sure did. You're right. She got a long way to go, but I hope she's on an upward trajectory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Panama, you close us out. I'm going to wild card this one. I'm going to give my shot to Ralph Angel. My man is finally okay. going to get to go to New York City and catch one of them shows <laughs> on he? Broadway. Is he? As far as he knows. As far okay. as he knows. That's you know, true. He's hopeful. They didn't they picked out their, their wedding invitations, their engagement invitations, and the, whatever the third thing was, like, oh, the save the date. They trucking along. What show does he want to go see on Broadway? Any of them. You know what? I that's a good question. I I think Ralph Angel wants to go see Hamilton. Mm. Okay. You th- he's going. He's going. They they going. They going to get some <laughs> seven eight hundred dollar tickets because they're in New York City anyway. What you think and he they, gonna wear? You think he gonna wear one of them cut off? Uh, oh. <laughs> the farm, the, the, the farm fresh fits. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna wear off, a sundress. Uh, yeah. Farm shirt on this week. He's going to pull out a Hollywood special. Oh, Listen, yes. Because yeah. well, well, I, I, think, I do think Ralph Angel getting dressed up might include a little bit of that Harold Penner men of fashion. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, but we've seen, wait, hold on. We've seen Ralph Angel dressed up before. And last week at the feast, he looked real nice in his suit. He did. You know what? You're actually right. He did. That's all. Let he me did. not he clown was, Ralph Angel was, like that. They were all purpled out on. and everything. Yeah. But I don't remember what he wore when they went to the club. With uh him in Hollywood and everybody went to the went to the club. The the uh, a button up, the, the usual, nothing fancy, so, some plaid probably. All I'm saying is, <laughs> listen. The first time you go to the first time you go to a play, you don't really know what you're supposed to wear to a play because it's like it's a play. Like it shouldn't be fancy, but people but treat it like is. a very fancy thing. Right? It kind of is. So I don't know. Maybe he has some um some special khaki overalls that he can rock with this. Um. <laughs> I know overalls. Hit Michael's closet and come up with something. There you go. There you go. See, I'm I'm giving my shot to Ralph Angel. 
So, uh, so I guess that makes makes Charlie the winner. Yeah, we right? have two for Charlie, one for Kiki, one for Nova, and one for Ralph Angel. So yes, Charlie with two right. wins the shot of bourbon this my week. People never so. win. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. All right, drinks up. Let's let's yeah. toast to to Charlie this week. Clink clink clink. All right. Mine's virtual this week. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Bourbon and Border Loans here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. Uh, for Janae, Jabri, Corey, Shanice, one, two, three. Take flight. This podcast is will always hold a place for you your touch helps me find peace let's each i'll give my last peace to you that's how you know it's real willing to grow and build something with me Yeah. Yeah. My Aphrodite. Yeah.